From Outset, I'm Benjamin Green, and you are listening to Second Look, the show where we pause and take a second look at things going on in politics and culture and examine sometimes new, sometimes old ideas. So last week's episode was about terrorism and refugees, and um, it was just a break in our series we've been doing on poverty. We're going to go back to that series tonight in what might be the final installment in this little series. Obviously, poverty is a really big issue, and it's a global issue, and um, it's not looking like poverty is going to be going away anytime soon. (laughs) So I'm sure we'll talk about it on the show again, but for this series, I think it might end this week. Uh, Just wanted to share with you, oh wonderful listeners, see I'm in a little bit better of a mood than I was last week, huh? Uh, That I actually got some awesome news last week. I um, have been wondering for a long time if I have, if I'm going to be able to graduate. And there's been one class that's been giving me headaches for a long time, and I wasn't sure if I was going to pass this class, and my graduation hinged on it. But I had the best meeting (laughs) ever, And I met with my advisor, and it turns out that I had already taken classes that could substitute for that one, so whether I fail it or not, I get to graduate. So in one month, provided I don't quit now and I actually finish, I'm going to be graduating, and I could not be more excited. Well, um, there was that. And also, just if my voice sounds a little weird in tonight's episode, I'm sorry. I've been a little sick, and it hasn't quite cleared itself out of my voice yet. I'm feeling better, but hey, we'll, we'll run with what we have. So, all that out of the way, how are you doing? If you're listening and you're able to tweet me, tweet me right now. My username's at bgreenaz, and just tell me how you're doing. What's going on in your life? I hope all is well with you, and I always like to know who's listening to the show. Um, yeah. Wow, we are... We're we're three minutes into the episode, and finally starting to get to our topic. I think that might be a record. Coming off last week, which was the fastest, boom, just jump right in. Anyway, I just need to stop babbling. Oh my goodness. Poverty. Very serious issue. So let me get in a serious mindset here. What we're going to be talking about today is a little different, because quite often I'm just giving my opinions on things on this show, but this is one particular idea that I don't know what I think of it. As you know, I'm a constitutional conservative libertarian-ish person. <laughs> I've asked to not be identified by any blanket label uh, in, in a very, I don't know. I feel like it's trendy, but I didn't do it because it's trendy. I did it because I was tired of being associated 
with annoying people who <laughs> associate themselves with those labels and some people whom I disagree with on a whole host of issues. So I've asked people to just take my political opinions for being mine and not being, oh, he's a conservative, oh, he's a libertarian. But I definitely do lean toward conservatism and within that huge umbrella that is modern American conservatism, I am definitely toward the libertarian wing of that. Um, and so when it comes to poverty, a lot of conservatives and libertarians are, are in favor of the just get the government out approach. Don't let the government be involved at all. And that's fine. I, it, it depends on the day. Some days I'm in that approach and other days I'm not, but for the most part, I'm not. I do think it's okay for the government to intervene in the market to try and help reduce poverty. But as we've covered in previous episodes in this series, it actually has to work. (laughs) It has to help the people it's trying to help and not actually make their lives worse. Um, I also believe that the current system we have is very unfair. Um, It is redistributive, and I know that's like a dirty word in politics. Progressives never want to... Well, these days, uh, some people do. Uh, Bernie Sanders isn't afraid to use the moniker of socialist, so who knows? But it, it is redistributive. It takes money from taxpayers and gives it to poor people. And that is the essence of all government poverty programs is they are redistributive because taxes come from taxpayers and then the money goes to the poor. So every government poverty program is to some extent redistributive and the debate is kind of over, well, to what extent should we redistribute income? I, for one, think that socialism is terrible and deadly and big government is also terrible and deadly. So you might be sitting there saying to yourself, okay, then why are you okay with government getting involved to fight poverty? I do think there's nothing better than a job to fight poverty. And so a big role that a big part of the government, quote unquote, getting involved is the government getting out of the way and letting entrepreneurs and um, other people, I guess just managers, etc. If the government got out of the way, they'd be able to create a lot more jobs. But as it stands, we have this massive welfare program that's kind of a sacred cow. Nobody wants to cut Medicare. Nobody wants to cut Medicaid. Nobody wants to cut all these programs that help the poor. Well, I don't know if you've heard about this idea. My first exposure to it was here um, in college. There's this idea of a guaranteed basic income, and that's 
actually what we're going to be talking about today. So I guess we're at eight minutes, and now I'm finally getting to the topic. So that's definitely got to be a record. But a guaranteed basic income is just basically the notion that the government pays everyone um, a lot of money. <laughs> a lot of money. The government pays everyone a sum of money. <laughs> Probably not a lot. And before you just go crying, oh my goodness, he's gone off the deep end, and now that he doesn't call himself a conservative anymore, he's gone and he's a socialist, hear me out on this one. I think that a guaranteed basic income would be a big improvement over what we have right now. I personally, I've shared before that in my heart, I'm kind of an anarchist, but I'm also a realist, and so politically I'm not an anarchist. Um, so I definitely favor less government intervention. So how could I support a policy that sounds so very socialist? Well, a lot of the problems in the poverty programs that we have have to do with um, overlapping bureaucracy. A lot of the other problems have to do with benefit caps that disincentivize work. So if you are... Um, if you work hard, get a new job, start earning more money, your benefits get cut, and suddenly you can't afford your house payment. So that stinks. And we talked about him... I think it was the second? I don't remember which one. I should have looked this up. But we talked about uh, a token minimum wage worker named Stephen uh, who got his benefits cut, and he was stuck in a poverty trap. So... So how can we avoid poverty traps? And what does this have to do with the guaranteed basic income? Well, first of all, a guaranteed basic income would solve the problem of bureaucratic overlapping and bureaucratic overreach because it would be administered by one agency at the level of government from which it was implemented. That's something we'll get to a little bit later. Um, it would solve that problem because it's just one simple cash payment to a an individual. They don't have to go and get food stamps from one place and housing assistance from another place. They just get their check from one single entity that pays out all the checks. So it solves that problem. Also, there is the matter of liberty. <laughs> I have libertarian leanings. I believe that man is inherently a free individual. And by man, I do mean humankind. Anyway, uh, a free individual. And I think that cash respects that inherent liberty and dignity as an individual a lot better than, here, we're giving you $60 you must spend on food. If, while food <laughs> is better for you than, I don't know, movies, 
I don't believe it's the government's job to make choices for you. So if you want to go and blow all of your money on movies and starve yourself to death, I think in my heart that that is your right. That is your choice. And it's a terrible choice, but I don't believe that I have any right to tell you you can't do that. I I have the right to say you shouldn't, and I would do so. But anyway, we're getting off topic. Cash respects people's liberty because it doesn't tell them how to spend their money. And this is a huge one. You can save it. You can't save food stamps or housing vouchers or anything like that. But if you get a cash payment, you can save it. And another advantage of a guaranteed basic income is that it's a whole lot more fair. What I haven't said here is that this money goes to everybody, not just poor people. So I'm advocating for this as a replacement to all poverty spending. That includes Medicare, Medicaid, Social Security, you name it, it includes it. Eradicate all poverty spending as it currently exists and replace it with a simple cash payment. And this is way more fair because inherently taxation is theft in that it's taking your money against your will. Uh, I'm, some people will say, well, I'd love to pay taxes, and that's a different story. But there, most people don't want to pay taxes. <laughs> and I don't... Oh my goodness, I keep getting off on rabbit trails. I started to talk about greed and taxation. Poverty. Guaranteed basic income. Focus. I'm really sorry if I'm being too silly on the show tonight. Anyway, uh... Taxation is, at its core, theft. And so if you're taking money from everybody at the point of a gun to give it back to some people, that's not okay. If you're taking money from everybody and giving some of it back to everybody, that's more okay. You still might not think it's okay, but it it's better, doubtless. So, everyone would be getting this payment from the government. Well, as Margaret Thatcher so famously said, the problem with socialism is you eventually run out of other people's money. This is something I agree with. <laughs> so, I I don't... That, that quote from Margaret Thatcher is something I agree with. I don't necessarily think it is a good idea to institute a guaranteed basic income, but I do think it would be better than what we have now, and I think it would be a whole lot more politically feasible than some of the better options. I personally think that Rand Paul's tax plan, in which everyone has $50,000 of untaxed income, and it eliminates payroll taxes, FICA taxes... I I think that's probably the best way to go, but I don't know how politically feasible 
that is. So the the guaranteed basic income is something that could pass the Democrats because um, it's it's very much a, a ultra progressive idea, I should say, and the Democrats would jump to support it. Even moderate Democrats, uh, they have more, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? More extreme constituents at home. And so they'd be able to take this home as a show of good faith. And the Republicans would jump at it too, I think, because it would replace what everyone knows is a terribly broken system. Um, it would get rid of all anti-poverty spending. And that, actually, something I just thought of, wow, I'm improvising here, is uh, we should also, hand-in-hand with this, eliminate the federal minimum wage. Or eliminate any minimum wage. Federal, state, local. Um, because if everyone's getting money from the government, You don't need a minimum wage. So, to recap, we have the guaranteed basic income. It's an idea that the government should give money to every single American citizen and should, um, it should be an equal amount to every citizen and it's enough to cover a whole lot of your basic needs, if not all of them. But it's not an excessive amount. And this is done as a complete and utter replacement of all anti-poverty programs and a removal of all minimum wage laws. Here's why I think it would be better than what we have, which is that it respects people's liberty, it allows them to save it, Um, it's fair because it's everybody, And, here's the one I haven't mentioned yet, it would save the government a lot of money. Wait, what? (laughs) Giving people more money would save the government money. Well, yeah! We, We talked about overlapping bureaucracies and how this would solve that. That's a whole lot of bureaucracy the government doesn't have to fund anymore. I... There are over a hundred anti-poverty programs at the federal level alone. Last list I looked up. Um, If I can find it, I'll put the link in the show notes. And these 100 programs would be replaced by one program. And ideally, here's the kicker. It's not a federal program. I'm tired of the federal government growing beyond its limits and getting away with it. I think this should be a state program, um, if it happens. Because the federal government takes money from the states and then gives some of it back. Well, why don't we just stop that? The federal government cuts out all anti-poverty programs, and then the states pick it up. Um, so that would save a ton of money. It would lower everyone's taxes, too, to begin with, and you wouldn't have the argument that, like, well, if I'm in New York, why am I paying for someone in Arizona? 
uh, it's a whole lot closer. It's more of a matching program because states tend to be fairly consistent throughout. I know that cities have rich and poor areas, states have rich and poor areas, but for the most part, a state is a fairly uh, uniform unit. It's a good level of government to target things at because it's not too far away from where you live, and yeah. So not only would a guaranteed basic income respect people's liberty, eliminate bureaucratic um, overreach, overlap, excuse me, um, allow people to save their money, be more fair because it provides for everybody, not just the poor, it would be implemented at the state level. So it would solve one of the problems of federal government overreach and the perpetual ignoring of the Tenth Amendment. So there are a lot of pluses to the guaranteed basic income. There are also a lot of minuses in that it is somewhat socialistic. It is a redistributive policy. And this is why I'm torn. Because I do definitely think it would be an improvement from what we have, but I think that a completely free market would be the real medicine. However, I do think that a basic income better reflects our political reality than just saying we're going to free up all the markets and get the government out of the poverty business entirely. So what do you think? Do you like this idea? Do you hate this idea? I'd really love to hear from you because it's something I'm always looking to learn more about. It's been a very intriguing idea since I ever, since I first heard about it. So I really want to know what you think. You can let me know in the comments at OutsetMagazine.com or you can tweet me at BGreenAZ or write me a blog post or something and send it to me. I'll read it all, I promise. Um, what do you, I, it's kind of a crazy thing to even think that this could be possible. And I suppose it could be. I'd especially love to know what you think about it if you are an economics major or, assuming you're a graduate from college, uh, <laughs> you were an economics major, because I am not, uh, so I could be ignoring some huge economic factor here. But with that said, if the government is going to be involved in the business of fighting poverty, I can't think of a much better policy than this one. Not to mention, it'd be nice to, you know, have some funding from the government to pay for all my Chipotle. I, I, I mean, rent. Rent. Thanks so much for tuning into today's episode of Second Look. Um, I, I feel like I was weird tonight, so I hope you enjoyed it anyway. If you liked it better, let me know and I'll try to be weirder next week. <laughs> You can find me on Twitter at BeGreenAZ, and you can find Outset Magazine at Outset Magazine. 
And our awesome editor-in-chief, Stephen Perkins, catch his show on Thursday, Young Guns on Friday. You can follow Stephen on Twitter at Stephen with a PH underscore Perkins. All of the Outset podcasts can be found in iTunes, where you should subscribe so you don't miss a single episode, and then rate it so others can see us. It gives us a lot of exposure that way. And with that, that about does it for this week. Hope to see you all here next week. Have a great time. 